Welcome to episode 66 of Talking Dairy. Having more productive dairy workplaces presents opportunities to save hours, shorten the working day, and have more attractive workplaces. But what exactly is workplace productivity, and how can we measure it? What practices and technologies are farmers using, and are they effective at improving productivity? In today's episode, we're talking to Dairy NZ's senior scientist, Callum Eastwood, and research engineer, Brian Delarue, who have been researching practices and technologies used to improve the productivity and efficiency of our dairy farm workplaces. Brian and Callum will share the findings of two recent studies on workplace productivity and farm tech adoption, and give some practical advice on how to make some potential productivity gains in your workplace. Today's host is Jack McGowan. Jack is a farmer and has over 20 years' experience working alongside farmers and Dairy NZ experts to develop practical solutions for New Zealand dairy farmers. Kia ora, Callum and Brian. Thanks for coming on to the show. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks. Oh, pretty good. Thanks, Jack. Okay, let's get started. Callum, can you tell us what is workplace productivity and why is it important for farmers to consider? The base of it, productivity is about doing uh, more with less or more with the same. And when it comes to a dairy workplace, that's getting the same outcome from less hours or a better outcome from the same hours. I guess there's quite a big difference between productivity and efficiency, which is um, we often think about our workplaces in terms of efficiency. And we'll talk about that a bit later around things like cows per FDE and how fast we do our milkings and things like that. Why is productivity and efficiency important? In the last sort of year, we've been working on a sector strategy in the people space called the Great Futures in Dairying Plan. And that kind of guides all of our work in the people space at DairyNZ, but also across the dairy sector. And when we were developing that plan, looking at the challenges for dairy workplaces, obviously one of the things that came up was the continual challenge of attracting and retaining people on farm. So, you know, because of that, and I guess the a lot of farms have been short-staffed in the last few years, looking at how we can be more efficient and more productive is really important. And, and we have a goal here with our work of looking at ways, coming up with ways of making more modern, productive and attractive dairy workplaces. So that's kind of guided our work in this space. Cool. Okay, so what has DairyNZ been doing to understand the different practices and technologies that improve workplace efficiency? I guess we sort of started at the start. We did a bit of a review of what are the, I guess, metrics that we've used in the past around efficiency and productivity and re-looked at what might be some more modern ways of looking at those things on our dairy farms. We then used that um, last year and went out and worked with 150 farms throughout New Zealand through our sort of delivery partners, QCONs, sat down with those farms, the farmers there, and assessed their workplaces to um, see things like hours worked and time spent on different tasks during the year. And that's given us a great baseline for what is the productivity and efficiency in our workplaces across the country. We've also been working with a few farm teams and running through some workshops to look at this and, and see how you can make changes on farm. We've also just recently completed our 
five yearly tech survey, which we'll go through today and looking at doing more work to create a better baseline with another 100 farms going through the productivity survey this year. Mm. And what do the, the farmers that do the surveys with you, what do they get from that? What they get initially is immediate feedback on how many hours it, it is taking to run their farm per year through the calculations and the data that they provide. They can also see how their farm sort of sits against other farms, similar sized farms, and where time is being spent at different times of the year, different parts of the dairy season, to start identifying where there might be opportunities to save time. And Brian, how is workplace productivity and efficiency measured? Is there a a simple metric for that? Unfortunately, there's not one really good simple metric. There's a range of possible measures we could use. Traditionally, we've used cows per FTE or full-time equivalent, how many full-time people you might have on your farm. It's not a perfect measure. Uh, For instance, it doesn't take account of the distribution of hours across the season from a busy uh, period over calving and a quieter period uh, later on in the season. In terms of cows per FTE, internationally, uh, New Zealand is very competitive, but over the last five years, we're really flatlined and we're stuck at around 150 cows per FTE. So we've worked with Parent Ag to try and identify some broader measures that are a bit more meaningful and able to assess labour efficiency from season to season, but also allow us to compare against other sectors. So those people who are looking to employ the same people as we want to employ and how we stack up. We came up with a short list of around 10 possible metrics, reviewed them with our farmer group, uh, and uh, examples of those would be something like average hours per full-time employee at calving, as well as over the rest of the season, operating profit per hours worked, hours spent as a uh, milking as a proportion of the total hours per week on farm, because you know milking, as we know, is takes up around 50% of the hours on farm, so we really need to be efficient at that. And also throwing in some new metrics like a proportion of employees who would recommend this job to a friend. Because while we're wanting to be more efficient and reduce the hours of work, we really still need to make it a better job that people really want to do so we can recruit and retain easily. Callum, how did you go about the workplace survey and what did you find? The workplace survey we did last year with 150 farms. We worked with um, QCONS as our delivery partner for that and their team throughout the country went and sat down with farmers on a, a whole range of different farms from sort of large farms, uh, smaller farms and different farm system types to understand how many hours it took to run that farm per year, the sort of looking at the whole farm team, how many hours they worked in different seasons and sort of adding that up and then looking at those task breakdowns around where time was spent around milking and and grazing and and those kind of things. Uh, Through that, we could work out the total hours per year and effectively benchmark farms against each other. Some of the interesting things we found, I guess, is just, as you could expect, there's quite a range amongst similar sized farms about how many hours it takes to run the farm per year. And that can be a lot to do with farm system, but also things like topography, uh, flat versus steep to rolling kind of farms, irrigated, non-irrigated, as well as uh, things around uh, milking infrastructure and, and things like that. Some of the the key insights are that while hours to run the farm per year, it was related, obviously, to herd size. The more cows you have, the more hours it takes. It actually didn't change much with cow production. So if you measure it on hours 
per kilogram milk solid per cow per year, it actually was kind of a flat line. So if you think about it, that you have a higher producing animal, it doesn't take that much more time to farm 500 high producing animals compared to 500 lower producing animals. So that's one interesting insight. I guess the biggest takeaway we had was that it was actually really hard to unpick what was leading to the different hours that similar size farms were taking to run. And essentially it's because it's farms doing a lot of little things well that makes them more efficient and productive. And could you see the impact of technologies that those farms had on their productivity and efficiency? Yeah, in the survey, we asked a a range of questions around the different technologies that farmers had, from technologies in the milking shed to um, animal wearables, pasture Mm -hmm. management technology. And I guess the biggest influence was the technologies related to milking around your cup removers and uh, drafting and other automation that allows you to take a person out of the shed and the milking infrastructure, whether it's um, rotary or herringbone, has a large influence. Great. And that takes us back to you, Brian. Dairy NZ does a five-yearly technology adoption survey. What does it tell us about the technologies farmers are using to improve the workplace? Is it all robotics and drones? Maybe back when we started our first survey back in 2008, we might have been dreaming about robotic milking and drones doing a lot of the work, but that really hasn't been what's panned out since. Maybe there's around 30-odd robotic milking farms around New Zealand at the moment, and and drones really quite haven't found their place. A lot of it's simply aviation rules about how they might be used. Uh, What are farmers investing in? They're mostly investing in automation technologies around the dairy just to make that job easier, save time, and and in many cases, uh, reduce the number of people required to milk. So that's been steadily increasing each year. Over the last five years, there's been about a 2 to 3% increase in some of those automation technologies each year. And some of those are reaching maturity. So if we look at a rotary dairy, about 88% of uh, rotaries have cup removers and uh, 83% have teat spraying and uh, 61% have auto drafting. So some of those technologies fit really well in terms of efficiency of rotaries. You can take away the cups off person. So there's some real value in having those together as a bundle. Also, you know, inshed feeding and yard auto yard washers have been some of the ones that are improving, being adopted more recently. In hearing bones, there's uh, less adoption of a lot of the technologies around Probably the biggest increase in the last five years has been in in-shed feeding. 44% of those herringbone dairies have in-shed feeding now. Cup removers, that's been up around 10% over the last five years at around 30%. And um, auto-drafting as well, around 23%. So, yeah, just trying to make that job easier, trying to um, reduce the number of people required to be in cupping the cows uh, over milking, and that makes a big difference in terms of uh, labour efficiency. We, are, we also asked farmers if there are able to over the next two years, uh, what technology, if any, uh, would they be looking to invest in? It really came back pretty solidly uh, with wearable technology for animal monitoring. So apart from the wearables, there has been much movement in animal monitoring technologies and uh, things like milk meters, uh, mastitis detection systems, auto weighers haven't really moved much over the last five years, uh, all around under 10% on, of dairy farms, but uh, there's been a big boost in wearables. That's the smart tags, the smart um, collars or bolus uh, technologies. So we, we see around 16% of all herds have those technologies now and it's potentially going to grow. It's on the top of the wish list. About 30% of farmers were looking to say that would be the technology they would go for if they were capable of doing that. 
In terms of you know, the benefits of some of the technologies, uh, when we looked at uh, herringbones, if you take the metric, the milking efficiency metric, cow's milk per person per hour, we didn't see a lot of difference in technology between the farms that were in the top 25% for cow's milk per person per hour compared to the bottom 25%. It's really about making that job easier. Uh, what we did see uh, was the dairies that are in the top 25% had one person cupping the cows uh, and all sheds right through to about 30 sets of cups. And then after 30 sets of cups, we start to see a second person introduced. So it's really about um, having one person cupping for efficiency uh, and having really good routines to be able to achieve that. If we look at the uh, rotaries, you know, as I mentioned before, having more tech that allows you not to have that cups off person, so you only have one person in the cupping around the platform, makes a big difference. And, and those farms, dairies that were in the top 25% for efficiency there had one person cupping a large, you know, right through all, all rotary sizes till we get above 60. But we did see for the same size shed, there was a big variation in performance and that's around milking routines. So there's a whole lot farmers can do about looking at their milking routines and seeing where can we make improvements in the way we go about our milking processes. Uh, it doesn't have to be all about tech. It certainly helps in some cases, but yeah, start with your milking routines. You said that the item on farmers' wish list was animal wearables. What's driving that? Why is that the thing that they're after? When we've chatted to farmers, it's, it's often been about automating heat detection. So when we look, you know, heat detection is a skilled job and it's, it's a really, really important one on farm over that uh, period of time. It's often difficult for the key person to delegate to someone who's equally skilled and it um, becomes a real time commitment for that person. There's a lot of um, fatigue sits in around that time. So some farmers are saying, I can't easily delegate, but if I can rely on a technology to do the heat detection, then that's a value to me and allows me to either have a a better job or uh, spend that time on other parts of the farm. So yeah, I think heat detection has been the major driver and there's a lot of other things that the wearables will monitor that um, could add some extra value as well. And obviously we've seen things like virtual fencing and virtual herding come in and some interest from farmers around time saving around um, that aspect and those sort of tasks. Okay, and you worked with two groups of farm teams as part of this project. What changes did those farms identify and implement? Yeah, so it's one thing to go and, I guess, do surveys and, and benchmarking. It's all valuable, but I guess the most interesting part is actually, you know, working with farmers to make changes on the ground and, and their farms. So uh, last season, we did some work with a couple of groups in the North Island and the South Island based around a series of workshops, working with about five farms in each of those areas, including the whole farm team as, as much as possible. And first doing an assessment of their sort of workplace productivity, uh, how things were going in the workplace to identify opportunities to change. And then those farmers all work together in a kind of peer-to-peer -peer approach to implement things on their farm, but also share stories about what they were doing so each, each farm team could sort of learn from each other. And I guess it was just really interesting that the feedback was that it was, again, not about uh, big changes as such. It was actually about uh, lots of small changes, a lot about farm team dynamics and improving communication, inclusion, and things like autonomy within the team. And also, I guess, hearing from the whole team about where they saw opportunities to improve around saving time and, and getting better outcomes from the things that they did in the workplace. 
And I guess some of the things that the the farmers implemented were things like Monday to Friday job boards. So actually listing the kinds of tasks that you would look to do each day of the week, just so that people didn't have to come and ask the manager all the time about what's the next task. People were all on the same page and the whole team could contribute to creating that job board. Uh, other farms also looked at, of course, their milking. It's always a big opportunity. Looking at having different platform speeds at different uh, morning and afternoon and implementing some of those tried and true efficiency approaches like Max T and things like that. So really interesting. Uh, look out for the Inside Dairy. I guess December, January, um, there's a bit of a summary of what some of the farms implemented and, and their experience of being in those workshops. So there's a bit more detail in that upcoming Inside Dairy. Awesome. It's so great to hear the gains that those farmers were able to make without spending a lot of money and um, getting a big lift in productivity and employee engagement as well. So what can other farmers consider implementing on their farm to save time or improve efficiency? You know, like we just talked about with those workshops, one big opportunity is looking to implement some of these lean management approaches. And it's not a new thing. You know, the lean management has been around in the dairy sector for, for over a decade. Uh, dairy NZ has the waste hunt and farm tune approaches. And so having a look at those, waste hunt is a very sort of simple one you can do yourself with the team. And farm tune is still out there available uh, for you to sign up to. And also, you know, have a look at the book, The Lean Dairy Farm by Jana Hocking, also talking about lean principles on farm. Another opportunity is the Kanban boards. We trialled that with some farms a few years back, and uh, it's a great way of keeping those tasks prioritised. So uh, you're only doing the high-priority tasks. And again, like Helen mentioned before, it's around letting the staff choose which of those priority tasks they're going to work on next, move it across into the uh, from the uh, to-do into the doing column, and uh, eventually those uh, will shift across during the week into the done column. You can see what work's being done, and it's, it's worth a little bit of celebration about how much work actually gets done between milkings and other tasks as well. So it's a great way to let people have choice, but also let the, the farm or team manager prioritise the things that are being done. And it's more about less starting, more finishing get things done and be as efficient as possible. One of the farmers in the workshop groups that talked about defining what good looks like and what done looks like. It's a key part of that Kanban approach. Another opportunity for farms is around milking intervals. So there's a lot of work being done in the last sort of three or four years looking at not just once a day, but obviously the flexible milking kind of approaches and even shortening the time between milking twice a day milkings during the day to shorten the length of the working day and reduce hours that way. Yeah, as we said before, um, milking takes up a lot of, you know, nearly 50% of, of the hours on, on farms. It's a really good place to look at your team. Now, um, you know, you've got to work out how efficient you really want to be. Some people want to spend more time with their herd at that, that time, but if you're looking to save time uh, during your day, then yeah, milking is a great place to start. So those key metrics is, you know, cows milked per hour. How are you doing there compared to other farms of similar size? A cow's milk per person per hour. 
And the other one you'll see in the Fonterra Insight report is uh, litres per cluster per hour. And that's that really good measure of your efficiency. It doesn't matter how many clusters you've got, how many litres are you harvesting from each cluster you have. And so those me- metrics are really good to benchmark yourself and saying, you know what, um, we're doing really well here, or we've got a bit of room to move. Let's have a look at our techniques. How are we going about this? And uh, can we be a little bit more efficient, either get up a little bit later or have a little bit more time to put into other tasks on the farm? Okay, Callum, where to next with this research? Yeah, so this year we're doing another 100 surveys with farmers throughout the country. Uh, these will be conducted by our um, regional partners and our farmer-facing team at DairyNZ. And um, that'll just, I guess, help us build that benchmark and just um, add a bit more credibility to the data that we already have. Great. Okay, final question before we wrap up. Where can farmers find out more and get help with this stuff? So farmers can find out more about the workplace productivity work in the current Inside Dairy that came out a month or so ago. Uh, We have a little bit of a summary of the survey that we did. And like I mentioned, um, in the upcoming Inside Dairy, the December-January edition from those farmers that were in the workshop groups. Also, if you go to our website and search workplace productivity, you can find the full report and um, some more insights about the work. Okay, Brian and Callum, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing the amazing work you've been doing. Noho oramai kakitiano. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Talking Dairy, and thanks to Brian and Callum for sharing these important insights. Check the show notes on where to go to read a summary of each survey and more information on this topic. And if you have any ideas on future episodes please send an email to talkingdairy at dairynz.co.nz.